Hi, my name is Amadeus, and this is the start of my podcast, Buckle Up, Bud. So, this this podcast, I want to call it sporadic, but it's uh, it's really just a boy talking about how's his life going and what's going on in his life in a car. So, ain't much to the plot, but to do it right. So, I am in high school, I'm a sophomore, and... I am a car nerd, just through and through. I love anything that takes, anything that has gears, anything that can move or does something interesting. So, um, right now I am sitting in my 2006 Pontiac Grand Am. Um, it's a V6 version, which is um, also the SE, so it has the hubcaps, not the alloy wheels. So, um. I have had many vehicles, even by my sophomore year. My first car was a 2003 Mini Cooper. And the reason why it was so important and special to me is because of the uh, modifications that were done to it. And mind you, at this time, I was a little bit more naive. So when I saw them, I'm like, I, I know what those are. Those are sick. That makes the car sound nice. And it makes it go pretty fast for a front-wheel drive car. So... Uh, we got it. We had to go to Kansas City for it, though. We uh, went there, and since it was out of state, we had to go and get it inspected as well. Um, it had a six-speed manual, which had a stage two racing clutch. It also had an aftermarket exhaust. I couldn't tell you the exact brand. And it had uh, different coilovers on all four corners. Of course, this thing was dropped to the floor. It was wrapped in a almost pumpkin orange almost if you could say that so um sorry for the noise uh somebody just rolled up next to me and they're blasting the music it's so fun but um anyway the the car was awesome until we uh until my mom decided that that was not a good car for me to learn uh stick in or just have as a first car that car was a death trap, and it was like asking for tickets. It was so horrible, but it was also it was it was an amazing little car. I named it Pumpkin, or no, I didn't name it Pumpkin. I named it Grim because it had a little bitty Grim Reaper sticker on the front uh, passenger side, and it had it where the glove box is normally. So, my second car, um, I hate this with all my being, um, is a 2000. And 12 Nissan Sentra and that thing is currently still sitting in our garage because we sold it for the Mini Cooper and we also got I think it was like a thousand dollars extra including the Sentra because the guy that got it knew what was on it and he was like that's a sick car right there so the story with that was um my <laughs> the my mom told me that uh she knew the guy and he had apparent he had done something that now the supercharger on it, because I had an aftermarket supercharger, forgot to mention that, um, so it made really nice whining sound whenever, but it had also had the lovely thing that it had broken a radiator mount because this thing was so incredibly low, and this is a normal thing on minis apparently because they're so low and so small. So you have the lovely, uh, <laughs> you have the lovely thing of that, but that's not what we sold it. We sold it because my mom didn't want me having it, but. My mom told me that the guy ended up, um, the guy ended 
up doing something to it that now it shreds belts with the supercharger and i'm like that's that's great totally and he lowered it even more this you couldn't even fit your hand like laid out flat you could not fit that under it that is how little clearance it had it was so amazing how much you could do that and if you know junction city kansas you know that the streets are not up to par they aren't all smooth there are some that are smooth but most of them are absolutely abhorred so now you have the so my mom felt bad that she sold my mini cooper for <coughs> that um so we she was looking and i was just sitting in my bedroom and my mom opened my door and was like hey what do you think about this and she showed me a picture of a car and i said like oh that's 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 cool i didn't say like like i want that or want to buy that she's like cool get she was like cool get dressed we're going to get the money to get it i got a 1995 mitsubishi eclipse rs a front wheel drive manual version so i still have this car it has gone through oh i have said many choice words to this car i will definitely tell you that it is so incredibly hard some days to look that car or to look at that car and just be like that is a financial decision that I made. So I was <laughs> I was not feeling great about it. So we still have it. Um its name is Lewis and it's it's bright orange. It is it's it's really, really clean. It has an extra wide body kit. Now it was designed to be I believe the person who had it before me, he did some of the work on it as well. It was designed to be a tribute car because in the first Fast and Furious you have Paul Walker driving the Mitsubishi Eclipse, and it is a 1995 RS, so it's the exact version that I have. So it is quite possibly, it's 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 hard to put it down in a sense because I love it. Don't get me wrong, but I also hate it. And all car guys know that love hate relationship that you have with a car like that. So I mean, <laughs> so. The lovely thing with it is that it's, it, it's for, for how like loud it is, it gets really good gas economy because right now I said, so I bought myself, I sold my motorcycle. My dad had a motorcycle and he gave it to me and I sold it for a car because the motorcycle wasn't actually running. So, and it was just a lot to do, and plus, it's not really good if I don't actually have a motorcycle's license to actually have a motorcycle. And even if, how much do you think insurance is going to be with a 1,000cc uh, Sportster uh, and a 15-year-old riding it? Yeah, you tell me. So, <laughs> so I mean, it, it's whatever. So, I sold that, and then not even the same day, um, later in the day, I got the car that I'm sitting in right now, which is a, as I said, an 06 Pontiac Grand Am, which is a V6. It is, it's something, I'll tell you that. Um, this is the second most reliable car that we own as of right now. My mom drives what, um, I dubbed as Big Mama Blue. It is a 2013 RAV4. And it is the reliable car. It is the car that doesn't break down, knock on wood. There's not actually wood in here. I wish there was. <laughs> that might up the selling price by a bit. <laughs> but no, uh, she is, she is, 
she she loves the car. It's and I love the car as well. That's the car that I actually learned to drive in. So I learned stick in uh, Grim, my Mini Cooper. I kept learning in my Eclipse, and let me tell you, switching from a racing clutch where it's extremely grabby like that to switching to a normal like consumer transmission with a normal clutch. Oh my gosh, you best thank your lucky stars because it is so much easier to learn. And I've taught people how to drive manual in my Eclipse, in the Eclipse. And they have installed it once because literally I can narrate them through how to do it. It's like, all right, all right, let off the clutch. You hear the engine dying down. You hear that? Now give it gas. Give it a little bit of gas while letting out on the clutch at the same time. There we go. And they're at it first. And that's the hardest thing to do. For anybody who's listening in on this and wants to know how to drive stick, the hardest thing to do is going from a dead stop to going. That is the hardest thing, I promise you. That in normal clutch control, that is that that's that's the hardest thing you're gonna do. And if anything, it's better to learn in a in a car with a louder exhaust because you can clearly hear the engine as well. And in Lewis, it is clear as day that thing has a little fart can exhaust. And as my friend's dad likes to call it, it's the uh, <laughs> little homemade exhaust, little homemade can exhaust. So it's 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 funny. So I have the lovely, lovely occasion of uh, being able to drive it, and it right now it is it's it's February, so it's still winter in Kansas, and it is not showing any signs of looking like spring is near. Um, so I mean it's whatever, but I mean I wish it would get a little warmer. Because uh, I'm I'm not exactly the largest fan of the cold, um, so yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm in my school parking lot. That's why this person is playing music next to me. I wish they would turn it off because it sounds actually horrible from outside. So I mean, that's not much to say about my music taste. My music taste. It's extru- it's it's everywhere. To be honest with you, uh, the only thing that I don't listen to is probably country. Um, I don't have anything against it. Um, I just don't really listen to it. And that brings me to actually a good point. Um, I was talking to a classmate of mine, and he was so my my friend was listening to music, and he was like, "Yo, like, turn that horse shit off. It's actually horrible." And I looked at him, I'm like, why would you diss somebody for just simple music taste? I mean, it's what he listens to. And plus, if he isn't harming anybody, what's the use in it? And that's something that I think a lot of people need to, like, realize is that you can't, you can't control other people. You can try and encourage or force people to do it, but you can't actually make people do things. And the day that you start worrying about yourself and the day that everybody starts to realize it's like he isn't hurting anybody or like they aren't hurting anybody so why stop them i mean especially and another thing is is that i understand if you're trying to like stop somebody or stop somebody from doing something that might hurt themselves or that you might think is like not the best for the future but i mean if it isn't somebody that you're like personally like involved with or like that you don't know like a stranger 
if it ain't hurting you, if it ain't hurting anybody else, then why interject? And I mean, that's a lot of ways that I see it at school. And that same classmate has very strong political opinions. And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people make a political opinion their personality. They, that's the only thing that they talk about or that's the only thing that they will bring up in a conversation and they will always bring it up. Like, it is the only thing that exists. Like, come, we're not even allowed to vote yet. Like, okay, cool, the political climate is this. It's good that you know it, but you don't need to debate with every single person about their political opinion and tell them that it's wrong, because it's an opinion. Sure, whatever or whoever person may not be the best of people, okay, but... That's not our issue right now. I get that we're the future of America. I get that we're the future generation. But I think it's important that you enjoy your time as a kid and just talk about kid stuff. Because you look at a kid at what, like 20 years ago? They weren't talking about politics. They were talking about, I don't know, what what band had just came out. Or 20 years ago, you could think, oh, okay, well, you hear that new Outkast album? Like, like anything or that the new song that came out like nowadays political opinion and the political climate is such a huge discussion when i honestly think it shouldn't be it is something incredibly weird that is changed and the entire like society has changed from it and i'm not saying that it's all bad i'm just saying i wish it went back to the way it was i wish things were simple like in middle school where politics weren't involved and the only thing you were worried about was, ooh, my favorite YouTube creator just created a new video. Let's watch it when I get home. And doing simple, like, doing simple math and simple school, like, things that actually, like, didn't matter to every single person. Like, things that matter to you. I wish we had those days back. But seeing that as I'm getting older, and I say older, and I say that in a huge huge way to not sound count uh to not sound condescending i really see myself as i'm getting older seeing to have or having to mature a lot faster than maybe some others would have to i'm having to see the world through different lenses as i'm getting older and more responsible for more things as of my job i pay for my gas uh when something breaks on my car I always try to pay for it. I always see the hard work and value in hard work. And that's truly where you see your moral ethics form. Is when you get shown in the face of adversity, that is when you see your true color shine. That is when your true work ethic and passion shows. Because only force can be seen in the face of resistance. And that is truly what is a thing that I believe that all people need to see. All people need to be faced with the price to pay for, like, your car. You need to, like, you need to have a little adversity, or at least that's why I think that people should get, like, jobs decently early. I got my job pretty early because I got it through a connection with one of my friends, and I'm still at that job a year later, and... I'm I, I'm completely fine with it. Um, 
Yeah, some days it sucks, but it's it is what it is. It's a job. It puts money in my pocket and it helps me be more responsible with my money instead of just going out and blowing it. I think about my money before I spend it. And I believe that all people need that. All people need to work to get their money, especially at a younger age, so then that way it's developed younger. And then it's a cement idea when you go into adulthood. Because you can see examples of people blowing cash and then you can see the outcome. Like when the PS5 came out, a lot of people went and blew their money and then didn't have any money. A good example of this also is... Me and my mom play a game called Private Ryan. We live, um, we live next to a military base, and you always see these Mustangs, Camaros, see the Dodge Challengers, and the Chargers. You always see those, and whenever we see those, I at least I I always say Private Ryan, and the reason is is because all soldiers get an enlistment bon or an enlistment bonus, especially depending on your MOS. And what's the first thing that they want to do? They want to go buy a new car. They want to go buy something. But then they are dead broke because they are realizing how much their actual salary is. And mostly the big bucks are in when you rank up. And that's going to take a while. So it's, it's the responsibility with money is a huge thing. And I'm slowly learning it. I'm not going to say that I'm perfect, but I am going to say that I believe that people could be better with it and I've seen what happens when you don't uh when you don't be responsible for your money or when you aren't responsible for your money because then you are always asking people for money or not helping them and it's 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 just something you know so I uh, at for lunches sometimes my friends come with me in my car and I always ask for um gas money and that's just a normal thing. And they're like, why? Like, I thought you were just helping me. And I'm like, I would love to help you. But you also got to realize I got to pay for gas. And it's it it, it it makes some people shy away from the fact that they don't want to maybe get a ride. But I think it is important to set those boundaries with your friends. Because Lord knows that I haven't set those boundaries with some of my friends. Or some of the, I, I, I call them friends that are more like acquaintances. So I have, I've set some boundaries with some people like that. And it is, it's important that you do mainly because of the fact that if you don't, they're going to abuse your help. They're going to abuse the fact that you are giving out help and that they have to give nothing in return. And that's not healthy. That's not a good relationship, people will say. But are they going to do anything about it is the question. And the answer is almost always no. It always seems to be when you have that one step that's too far, the person's going to forgive them. But the other people around them are going to say, that's toxic. That's extremely toxic. Yes, it is. But how are you going to help me out of it? If you say that that relationship is toxic, then that means that you can maybe show me what a better one would look like or maybe that you know a solution or that you're going to do something about it because don't point out an issue or a problem if you are not going to offer a solution. That is useless. That's just only focusing on the negative and that's only and only then would it be just 
completely and completely hypocritical. You're only causing more problems and more stress onto that person. So maybe if you offer a solution, it might help them. That's just a thought. That's just a thought, <laughs> you know? But I mean, it's, it's just crazy, crazy to think of sometimes, you know? But yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm going to be done for this episode. I really do hope that you enjoyed. Um, stay tuned. I will be having more episodes like this. And remember, this has been uh, a <laughs> buckle up, bud. Uh, this has been Amadeus. And I hope you have an amazing day. Drink water. And I'd ask for a and carpe diem.